Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Fourth and Pull, the weekly pop. <laughs> and now give it up for your hosts, B. Michael Kroll and D.T. Carroll. Yeah, so it is the worst time of the year, DT. It really is. I hate Christmas. I hate Christmas. I hate Christmas. I hate, you know, it's not so much like the the, the holiday, right? I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly religious, but hey, you know, if the Christians want to take over Yule and run with it, that's fine with me, sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a tree. You yeah. know, I'm not a complete. I don't have a tree. I don't have any uh, any decorations up in my place. Well, that's not surprising. You're a sing- you're a bachelor, right? Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah. So I got to laugh. It just you know what it is. It's it's a it's a legislated feeling of like of like good cheer and cold. Like the whole like culturally speaking, the whole country is on basically the New York calendar, right? Right. And growing up in Arizona, you know what what is there to be look forward to in December? I guess it gets less hot. You know. Not was, really. I mean, last week, last Thursday, it was 82 degrees here in Arizona. Yeah, well, I was going to say, growing up, like in the 90s and whatnot, it actually did get sort of cold sometimes. But, sure. you know, climate change is, that's, you know, climate change is going to render that place inhospitable in about 10 years, should you ask me. But anyway, yeah, it's like, you know, like, I watch these commercials and they're all in snow and people are giving cars. I mean, you've bought a car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought how, one last year. How the fuck do you give a car for a gift? I don't know, man. I mean, I, I bought my car last December and I had to go through, you know, paying the registration and whatnot. Right. That's fucking expensive on its own. Like, I really wish I had. I, I love the car. I'm very happy with it. It's a Hyundai Veloster, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hyundai, call us. <laughs> Hyundai, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of regretting not buying the car because I do really enjoy it. But the fact I bought it in December because now I'm going to be stuck with paying registration fees right before Christmas every single year. Merry Christmas. Yeah, but cars are, are fucking expensive, and the idea of giving a car is both absurd and kind of disgusting to me, honestly. Well, all this commercial— It's such an American concept, giving away such an expensive gift like that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's also those commercials are mostly, like, given to their wives and whatnot, right? Which, right. Which, again, kind of like, how do, you, how do you arrange that financially? That's a really bad marriage if you're able to move, like, upwards of 30 grand without your partner realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, or someone's asleep at the switch. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and like all those car commercials are always in these really nice areas, and they're so happy. And like Alexis is just appears in the drive with a giant red bow, and it's like, oh yeah. God, yeah. please no more. You know? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I hate Christmas. I, I love snow. I hate Christmas. And in California, we have no snow. Yeah. Uh, at least not in the area I live. I guess there's snow in Tahoe, but you know who cares about that? It's not the same. Yeah. Not the yeah. same snow back east. Christmas. I mean, for me, I, I've I've done everything I can to try and get in the holiday spirit this year. I mean, 
I, I have been listening – or not listening to God. I have been listening to fucking Christmas music. I fucking hate Christmas music. But I've been watching movies. You know, I've watched like the Santa Claus and I've watched like fucking Die Hard and stuff trying to get into the Christmas spirit. For some reason, it's just not there for me. For the – you know, for my age being 33 and the older I get, the less I, I enjoy Christmas. For me, it's just a day to have it off from work, have a nice meal with my family, watch football with my dad all day and bitch about how bad the teams are. Yeah, well, that's honestly like even the gifts at this point, I'm old enough where I just kind of buy what I want. And everybody in my family is an adult now. So we all do the same thing. Yeah. So it's nice to, to exchange gifts and kind of have that going on. But that also kind of brings in the sense of the holiday feeling like a deadline. Like there's no joy in going out and dealing with crowds no. and near car collisions and asshole old people and, you know, horrible disgruntled shop clerks and trying to buy expensive gifts, you know, to impress somebody or to make somebody feel good because you're like going to feel car. bad if they get you. Yeah, like a car. <laughs> yeah, or a PlayStation 4 if you're listening, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just the holiday feels – and I don't even have kids and it still feels like a deadline, like an obligation more than right. like a celebration. Well, yeah, because so, you're, you're forced to participate in something you may not be may not want to. Right. You know, and God forbid if you like say happy holidays to the wrong person this year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck did that become a cultural hill to die on? I don't know. I don't say Merry Christmas by default because it just seems like an insensitive thing to say, honestly. How so? Maybe I'm overthinking. Well, I mean, there's there's a large Jewish community. Some people celebrate Kwanzaa. They do whatever. So happy holidays. And there's some people who aren't religious at all and don't celebrate Christmas or Jehovah's Witnesses. So. It feels more culturally sensitive and just more general just to say happy holidays, like all inclusive. It's not trying to be PC. It's just trying to include everybody and not make anybody feel. Well, weird, that, you know? that is PC. You gobbles liberal. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I guess, you know, not being not trying to be an, uh, an addict to people intentionally right. is 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 a <laughs> longer yeah, something we, we value. If you're trying to be an asshole, then you're being overly PC. Right. I America. hate that shit. Yeah, I do too. At anti P, I am PC. No, you're just a douchebag. You're not yeah. saying anything worth hearing. Your point of view is worthless. You're the mm-hmm. same fucking generic bullshit, you know, tough guy, white middle class sports tech asshole that I hear every single day. That's that's why you know that's why Trump is like so reviled with comedians because basically he's like the world's worst open micer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, everything. Nothing he's saying is worth hearing. It's the same kind of shit, like, you know, like women. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh God, and we shouldn't get on the top. Yeah, I was in a good mood. Though. I started this podcast. This and, fucking podcast. <laughs> ah, crap. All right, let's let's start with something that's kind of funny. Um, so they so they released uh, Michael Floyd's BAC today. <laughs> Oh, it was hilarious. I've been laughing all day. I thought it was funny. It's kind of funny. Let's let's back up a little bit. Yeah, so Michael Floyd, former Cardinals wide receiver, got released by the team last week. He was quickly picked up by the Patriots off waivers. Uh, Apparently the story goes, after their loss in Miami, I think we talked about this on a podcast. I remember last time we did a podcast. But after the the Cardinals lost in Miami, um, he flew back with the team. And then around 3 o'clock that morning, he was picked up. I think he was in a running car in the middle yeah, of an intersection. In yeah, it was in, a, in an SUV, and just like asleep at the wheel in the middle of an intersection in Scottsdale, mm-hmm. right? And uh, they, so you know, he the story goes with the Cardinals. They released him because basically he was unrepentant and he was kind of his story was changing. He was kind of being a dick about the whole thing, from what I gathered. Yeah, that's what I heard too from uh, Michael Bidwell, the president. He did a press conference afterwards, and he said that the guy just 
gave an air of just really not giving a shit. Like he was just completely done. So they said, okay, bye. Yeah. We're not going to resign you anyway. So leave. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah. So <laughs> today the cops released the BAC of, of Mr. Floyd. And Cause you know, the, drunk driving, like I don't, I don't obviously don't endorse drunk driving. You shouldn't do it. Um, right. but you know, I'm, Six four, three hundred thirty pounds. I can have two beers, and but I'd still be over the legal limit, but not be impaired, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? right? Because they, you know, this tough on crime horseshit, more of that anti PC tough guy nonsense. They lowered it from point one, uh, uh, yeah, it used to be point one to point oh eight in Arizona, right? right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's two beers, you know. Right. But this guy, he was point two one seven. Yeah. But what is that? The that's like super extreme mm-hmm. DUI. That's exactly what it's been labeled as. It was. It's been labeled as no, a super DUI. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that, that's the that's the legal that's the legal classification in Arizona. Yeah. Super extreme. Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds like a bad Rob Leefield comic from the ninety. <laughs> super extreme super DUI. <laughs> yeah. I mean, John Bonham died. You know who John Bonham is, right? Oh uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, I never know. You're a young guy. Anyway, so John Bonham died. You know his BAC was point two five. Yeah. So right around the uh, the Michael Floyd area, right? Yeah. I guess t- I texted it. It's like this is like being a member of Led Zeppelin in the seventies. Hey, when you think about it, like those cops may have actually just saved Michael Floyd's life. Oh yeah, not for the fact that he was driving impaired, may have caused a wreck and died in the crash, but he may have asphyxiated on his own vomit or right. who the fuck knows? Like he he could have died. Well, he's been choking all year, so <laughs> hey, uh, oh fuck! Wow, man. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So exactly, this 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 moron could have gotten in some serious trouble. You well, know? he is, but but yeah. Well, he's, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's mandatory jail time. You know, several yeah, months like, mandatory jail time. 45. Arizona is not the place to get pulled over for a DUI. Like no, they will. George, Joe Arpaio, or the sheriff, the sheriff here, has is taking great former. joy in former. Yes, that's fucking great news. Actually, yeah. Um, he takes great joy in fucking everybody over. Uh, who who drives drunk, which is good. There's a gray area for you know for for my liking as to how far is too far and how how severe the punishments are. But for somebody like Floyd, who being a public figure, being as drunk as he was, being as reckless as he was, yeah, and falling asleep at the wheel at the intersection, like that's he he deserves a punishment that's heading his way. No, yeah, this is like I said, this is not like you know him having two beers with his buddies and like you know getting pulled right. over something and blowing a point oh nine. Right. You know what I mean? This is this is him seriously endangering himself and other people's lives. So he yeah, according to uh what I remember from what I saw the reports, that's forty five days minimum intensity. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he will be convicted. And oh, if yeah. if they let him plea out first first of all, I mean let's let's also be honest. If this was Steve Nash or Larry Fitzgerald or Charles Barkley, one of those like famous Arizona sports guys, they're they're not getting arrested. You know, or or they're yeah. gonna they're gonna let him plead out. You know, Floyd. Right. Fuck Floyd. I'm sure there's a prosecutor in the county in Maricopa County that will just be like, you know, I'm not pleading you out. You're going to jail because yeah, you know, because because I had you on my fancy team and you fucked me for it. <laughs> well, that judge had it coming if that was the case. Well, yeah, who, I mean, who the yeah. fuck would draft Michael Floyd? Michael I Floyd did. Like Shut a... up. Case in point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, no, so anyway, yes, yeah, so Floyd is, uh, so he'll be gone for 45 days. In which case, you know, Goodell's got to uh, suspend him for two days. Yeah, yeah. Or two good. games, yeah. rather, at least. So there's there's logically, realistically, no way Floyd will actually set foot on the field for the Patriots this season. No, and, and they weren't going to, I doubt they would keep him after that. I don't, 
I don't know if they're going to – well, they might have him on the roster next season. We'll see how it goes. I well, mean, they'd have to resign him. And would you resign him? Well, he's going to want big money. He's yeah. going to have to take a pay cut at this point because now he's a massive liability. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean – Belichick is very weird about his contract with the Patriots. I mean, that's why the Cardinals ended up with Chandler Jones, you know, mm-hmm. a year before his contract is up, because he's going to want big money because he's an excellent player. Uh, the Patriots have a habit of, of cutting and re-signing like Garrett Blunt all the time, because if the the money that Blunt could <laughs> could bring could could ask for if he wanted to, he's he's had a dynamite season. We'll see if he actually stays with the squad too. So I don't know. We'll see if Michael Floyd ever plays in the NFL ever again. Oh, I'm sure he will. There'll be some some desperate team like the Browns, go to, or Jacksonville, yeah, go to the Browns. Yeah, You're but right. playing for an elite elite um, organization, which you can argue with the Cardinals actually are this year, but that's not going to happen. There's yeah. nobody like you know, maybe it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburghs might take a flyer, but they got Antonio Brown, so probably not. You know, but yeah, he's yeah. he's he's hitting at a sub four hundred. He's not. I don't. He's not making the playoffs again next couple of years, wherever he goes. No, he'll probably make more money than he's making now, but uh, he's going to be on a shit team. Here is the interesting issue that no one's really talking about that I saw. Now, for Nordy, now that kind of drunk, that takes effort. Yeah, that dude got off the plane from Miami. He went straight to the club and he just got fucking plastered. Did he? Absolutely. No, there are rumors that he was in a field hockey player. Sorry, that's a Pixies reference. There are rumors <laughs> that he was on the drinking on the team's flight. Ah, uh, they. Why do they even have alcohol? They well, don't. They, that's a problem. It's illegal for precise, precisely for reasons like this. Yeah. Some dude gets hammered on the team flight, goes home, and runs over a bunch of nuns. That warrants an investigation, and that does not bode well for the Cardinals. No. Not I at all. I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe that he was drinking on a flight. I, I don't feel like Michael Bidwell and Steve Kine would be that reckless and wouldn't pay close enough attention. I'm going to stick with my belief that he got off the plane, <laughs> drove straight to the club, and it got plastered there. <laughs> Right, but I don't think I don't. Well, obviously, obviously, the Cardinals don't have stewardesses serving drinks, right? You know, but people get. I mean, I used to get hammered on planes of my own booze. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Pe- people bring their own stuff, and like, I bet you something's going to come out the, at the end of the season, basically saying that Michael Floyd is complete fucking uh, complete fuck up the whole year, which is why he's been you know was playing as bad as he was this year. Yeah, I mean, it's well, bad. The, the dude has a history of alcohol abuse. He was he was uh, suspended right. indefinitely from Notre Dame before he was drafted in the NFL for alcohol abuse. So he's got a long history with with problems. I hope he gets the help he needs. I hope maybe this is rock bottom for him and he turns things around. But you might be onto something with alcohol playing a role in him playing so poorly this season. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is rock bottom for him. He can still far away, fall way, way, way fast. I mean, because what's going to happen is he's going to be blaming everyone else but himself. True. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, like, like what's been, you know, revealed up at this point, you know, Michael Bidwell, who seems like a pretty compassionate guy, you know, yeah, for him to sit down with Michael Floyd, Michael Floyd to brush him off and act like he didn't care, like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a, he's a douchebag. All right, so we're running out of time. So you ready for your rapid fire segment this week? DC? Fuck. Yeah, I've had a couple of weeks to prepare, and again for our listeners, I, uh, I apologize. I was very sick with the flu, so I missed the podcast and I missed the article. And we're trying desperately to make up for this week. If you can't feel the palpable sense of desperation <laughs> to impress you, yeah, actually, I was, I was really hoping that uh, we could talk about Rogue One because I got some thoughts on Rogue One, and they're uh, 
they're kind of heterodox if you, in the geek community. As, yeah, as maybe we'll do like is. a supplemental podcast just to talk about that. I mean, we're going to kind of shift towards pop culture once the season's over anyway. Yeah. Maybe we kind of start doing that because I, I do, now that I'm feeling better, I have plans to see it with the family this weekend before Christmas. So maybe as early as tomorrow. I don't know, but definitely okay. probably Christmas Eve. So let's do uh, an additional podcast this week. We'll to see, make up yeah. For Missing the podcast last week. We'll see what happens. Let's see. What cool. happens. I don't want to pay Alex twice. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, as, we just, you know, we'll just leave her out of that one. <laughs> as a producer, as a producer, I don't know about that anyway. <laughs> All right. So here's the first question. Mm-hmm. Will the Green Bay Packers win the NFC North? Oh, you're uh, coming out the gate swinging on me. Um, yeah. I don't it, know. I, I see the Packers winning against the Vikings this week. I see the Lions probably Probably losing this week. They're playing against the Cowboys. They're not going to win. Oh, yeah. No, they're gone. They're done. Yeah. Um, this week, the division is definitely going to be tied for first. What happens in week 17? They're both going to have to keep playing in week 17. They're not going to be able to sit their starters. Right. They both desperately need to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. You know what? Let me check the week 17 schedule and see who's playing who because that's probably going to determine it. Yeah, well, the Vikings, are. they play the Vikings next and they play the Lions in week 17. So that's oh, for, damn. That's, so that's going to be an excellent game because both of those teams are probably right. going to be tied for first and trying to win the division. I see the Packers beating the Lions in that scenario that's, and that, taking the division. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, and that means – Sorry. Yeah, that means they went on a six-game winning streak. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we wrote off the Packers, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think everybody did. I think the Packers wrote off the Packers. Right, and they – um. And they, they're going to, because you're right. I don't think they, I don't think they, I think they're going to beat the Vikings. I think they're going to beat the Lions. Yeah. And after that, I don't know. I mean, will they make noise in the playoffs? That defense is such a liability. You know? Yeah. And well, there's a lot of liabilities on that team, which we saw this week with Devontae Adams dropping two passes in the end zone, very easily catchable passes. Right. Rodgers didn't play particularly well either, but that receiver core, there's just something not right there. There hasn't been all season. No, there isn't. All right, so I guess the consensus is yes, they will make the they will win the NFC North. I think so. That's it's going to be exciting. I'm actually excited for that Packers Lions game next week. It's an interesting. It's an interesting game, certainly. Yeah. Okay, which team that's making the playoffs this year will miss next year? The Seahawks. That's a hot take. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to say probably. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough question. There's a lot of weird teams that have kind of made their way to the playoffs this season that I didn't think were going to. And I wouldn't guess would next season, like the Falcons, or maybe right. even the Buccaneers, if things shake out. The Buccaneers could take first in that division, you know, and it's, it is early as this week, possibly. Because um, yeah, right now we have, um, right now we have Patriots and Raiders in the AFC, or one and two seed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the Patriots have, I guess, clinched home and all that kind of shit. Then you have the, gonna, sorry, go ahead. And then on the so you have Dolphins, Steelers, Chiefs, and Texans right now. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Texans or Titans, depending on who comes out first in that division. Whoever right. wins this division will not go to the playoffs next season. Uh, that's probably a safe assumption. On the NFC yeah. side, we have uh, the Cowboys, Seahawks, Packers, Falcons, Giants, and Lions. Now, I don't see two teams going going from going to the NFC the playoffs in the NFC North. No, I don't see that either. Absolutely not. Especially since uh, you know, yeah, because the Packers would probably go in with a ten and six record. We're, we're, we're saying, mm-hmm. uh, so. Because it's uh yeah they're they're right now they're 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 placed in the um the the um the, the sixth seed, right. So the Lions are the fourth seed. So yeah, I, I was thinking um it's probably going to be the Packers, 
Falcons, Giants, and who else would probably who would be the second wild card team in the NFC? The Seahawks. No, they're already no, they're number two. Oh, already. You're right. Yeah, they've already clinched the Buccaneers. Maybe it will be two from the NFC North. I don't, I don't know. know. That would be so weird, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Buccaneers. I guess I don't know. <laughs> so okay, so it's a hard question. Like the, the league, there's so much, so much balance in the league this year. It's it's kind of weird, kind of cool, but also kind of shitty because yeah. it's not because any you know a bunch of teams have been particularly good. Just because a bunch of teams have been particularly bad, but somebody has to go to the playoffs. Right. Well, you know, like like we were saying, the um, the uh, yeah, balance is another word for shitty playing. All right. Yeah. So, last question. Again, there is always a right answer to the third question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Which is the worst Christmas carol? Of all time? Of all time. Uh, what's that fucking Paul McCartney one? Simply having a wonderful time. I fucking that, hate that song. Okay. That and uh, the Wham one. The, um, Last Christmas. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Yeah, but I think the Paul McCartney one's probably the worst one. I fucking hate that song. I love the Beatles. I hate that fucking song. Okay, you got this wrong. The answer is all of them. Okay, so that's the segment for the, with the exception. Actually, there are two. There are two good songs that are Christmas themed. Uh, my favorite Christmas carol of all time is "Christmas Will Break Your Heart" by LCD Sound System. Mm-hmm. You should check that out. That's that's just wonderful. It's, it's just right. awesome. And the other one is uh, "Santa Claus Is Coming to Town" by Bruce Springsteen. No, the other one is uh, <laughs> is uh, is "Fuck Christmas" by Fear. All right, so. <laughs> All right, so we'll take a break. Bring on Alex, and uh, yeah, we'll let you. We'll we'll have uh, we'll have at it. All right, see you after the break. Hey, everybody! It's comedian Alexandria Love here with your sixty-second poker pop. Let's pop that sad little balloon, shall we? On Thursday morning, jurors found Dylan Roof guilty of murdering nine people in a Charleston church last year and what white people are calling oops. Before deliberation, the jury asked to rewatch the video where Roof happily admitted to killing the churchgoers, claiming that it was possible that his admission of guilt could be due to mental incompetence. Wait, so he said he did it and you guys had to watch it again. Didn't we crucify OJ for writing a book called If I Did It? I know we're all tired of talking about race. Well, you are. I'm not. But we have to remember that situations like these are about growing racial tensions in America. Let's not blame Dylan Roof's racism on something arbitrary like America's favorite scapegoat, violent video games. I love violent video games, so I know that Dylan wasn't influenced by them. Hell, killing nine people will barely get you a two-star wanted level on GTA V. Facebook has announced that they will start identifying fake news stories with warning labels. Specifically, all false news stories will now have a tiny little multicolored bird at the corner of the screen so that you know that your news is coming from MSNBC. Meteorologists are expecting for this winter to continue being one of the coldest winters ever, with temperatures dropping below freezing in 80% of the country, including the east, midwest, and south, with unprecedented snow in northern states. In other news, California is full. Please do not come here. Yesterday, I sat in traffic for 20 minutes to get to work, and I walked to work. New developments coming from the Oakland Raiders this week. I know, I usually leave the sports talk to Kroll and DT, but I figured, why send two men to do a woman's job? 
The Raiders want to build a new stadium either in Oakland or Las Vegas. In Oaktown, after the city kicks in its share, the stadium could cost $91 million, not including how much it would cost to fully gentrify, I mean renovate the East Oakland area. Las Vegas wouldn't be much cheaper as it would cost a $650 million deal with Sheldon Adelson for one-third of the team's value. Remind me, what's one-third of zero? I'll put this in plain language at the reading level of the average Raiders fan. No new stadium, Raiders fans. You will not get one in a box. You will not get one with the Fox. You ain't getting one by the sea, and you damn sure ain't getting one in LB. No new stadium, Raiders stars. Your asses are staying right where you are. I don't get why the Raiders keep trying to leave Oakland. Oakland sports fans love the Raiders, even though the Raiders are never faithful to us. It's like Oakland fell in love with the bad boy and gave him the best years of her life, but then he leaves her because he wants to go to Las Vegas and find himself. Alan Thicke passed away this week after a sudden heart attack. He's survived by wife Tanya, two sons, Carter and Brennan. He's predeceased by his eldest son, Robin Thicke's career. Sadly, Robin's career passed away in 2010 after a long battle with blurred Lyme's disease. That's been your 60 seconds. Consider your culture pot. Now back to these assholes. And that was Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you kind of screwed Alex last week because she had a really good choke uh, based on the um, Alan Thick dying, oh, which is just a hilarious sorry, folks. You know, topic. And um, and she's like, "We record this week." I'm like, well, "I don't know, DT is sick." And um, so not only do I apologize to our listeners, all three of them, but you also should apologize to Alex for... Uh, I'm sorry, Alex. And that was a timely joke. She just can't whip that out this week. And you know what? She may, and I kind of hope she does. That way, a self-conversation sounds will sound completely just... <laughs> <laughs> She'll do it just for that fact, just to, to screw us over. Right. So, uh, yeah, anyway. So you were telling me before, during our prep period... <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that there was some salacious news of a Chargers game. What happened, TT? Well, last week uh, during the Chargers game, uh, a security guard on the sideline was caught masturbating to the cheerleaders <laughs> through his through the pocket of his pants. He was playing pocket pool. He was playing pocket pool, yeah. And we're assuming it's the cheerleaders, right? Because, you know. <laughs> I'm assuming he was standing in very close proximity. He was not facing the field. Um Ken Wisenhunt might have been in the vicinity, but he's not a particularly attractive man, so I'm assuming no. that was not the you know the subject of the security guard's desires. But yeah, uh, it's caught on video. It's it's gone viral. Dude was jacking off on the field, and he was was, was he caught during the game? Uh, I think it was during the game. The angle of the field was from somebody who was sitting like right in the first row and angled <laughs> down towards him, so I couldn't tell if there was like action happening on the field, but. Uh, well, there was some action in the field. the field. I don't know. There was a, sounds like there's a lot of action going on in Qualcomm. Yeah. Something that, was happening at Qualcomm. It wasn't a particularly good football game, but somebody was getting off on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. That was um, – I, I, I Who can't control – I mean – mentality. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't understand this. Like maybe like pre-internet – you you'd go to like a sleazy movie theater and jack off. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've never been particularly compelled to do that. Me neither. No. Um, no. You know, I mean, you just can't wait to get home. I never understood this. People like doing the. I guess it's part of the thrill. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I mean, 
a lot of weird shit happens on the sidelines of NFL games that people aren't, aren't privy to. There was a, a coach, and I talk about this in this week's article. There was a coach for the Redskins, one of the assistant coaches, who actually whipped out his dick and pissed into a Gatorade cup because he couldn't hold it during the duration <laughs> of the game. So, yeah, people actually caught him. That went viral as well. They took photos of him pissing into a Gatorade cup on the sideline. So, And apparently, I think last season, uh, one of the players was unofficially given a game ball in the locker room after the game because he successfully found a way to take a shit on the field without getting noticed. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently like the sidelines of NFL games are like horribly gross versions of porkies, I guess. I don't know. Like just weird fucking shit that I guess nobody ever really notices because you're too busy watching the game. Well, we, we were seeing the sidelines a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, we saw that they saw Drew Butler. All he does is practice punts. Well, yeah, we saw him take a massive shit on the field, but everybody yeah. saw that. So, yeah, was yeah he wasn't he wasn't, you know, being discreet about that at all. And um, <laughs> what is it? And uh, and uh, Mark the Sanchez once had a hot dog on the sideline. A hot dog. Uh, he once somehow got a hold of chicken fingers, which was amazing. Uh, he was mic'd up that game too, which was hysterical. That's awesome. But yeah, yeah. I don't. How the fuck do you get an order down to the field unless he just like paid off some fan for his food? I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of interesting to me, too, because, like, you know, you got to think about, you know, football players, they're human beings, obviously, you know, in some respects. And it's like, you know, so, like, (laughs) nature, so, you know, so nature calls, right? Mm -hmm, And, like, you know, like, sometimes you got to go to the bathroom and you can't, like, some people, sometimes people are sick and they can't, I mean, you know, that's that's amazing to me that that these games all go on and, like, for, like, a a period of four months, nothing can really happen besides, besides like, breaking your bones or tearing a ligament. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't be like, oh, crap, I I got stomach flu and not play. You have to play. Right. You know? Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. Just kind of interests me. But, yeah, I guess, yeah, the Sanchez got hungry and... In order to just sample the uh, you know the the delights of the uh, the stadium, yeah, the the local fair. (laughs) He's such a a weird fucking guy, anyway. Sanchez is a weird dude. Where is he at? What did he end up anywhere this this season? He was gonna fuck. Where did he end up? Uh, He in the off season he was playing for the Broncos, but they you know they got rid of him for the third stringer. Yeah, Um, I'm not sure where he landed. I didn't really pay close, close enough attention to find out where he landed after the Broncos. I bet she's gonna happen in Arizona next year. I just know it. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. That's fucking terrible. Why would you even say that? Let's look it up. But uh, let's... God. <laughs> <laughs> you look it up. I'm just gonna keep like demeaning you for making that comment. <laughs> just well, let me know when you found this information. I can stop telling you to go fuck yourself. Uh. <laughs> He, he he is hours after the Broncos released him. Sanchez signed a one million one year two million dollar contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Um. Wow, yeah, I guess he's a backup of the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe they left him after. Uh, wow, the Broncos. I'm sorry, the Cowboys paid him two million dollars for the season. Some people are just born lucky. Seriously, man, I, I'm in the wrong fucking business. Yeah, we should. We should have be. been a shitty football player instead of a shitty graphic designer. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we should go be starting NFL quarterbacks next year. Well, shit, let's just be third string quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL next year. Well, I mean, the the game to play. If um if if you want to make money is basketball, yeah. I mean the amount of money, like I think the minimum now for the guy riding the pine, like the eleventh guy in the squad, the guy with the uh, you know the, the the chronic foot injury, mm-hmm. I think the minimum now is like eleven million dollars. Jesus Christ! How is baseball? Because baseball is a bunch of really large, overweight, slow dudes that are just smacking Base- things. 
pieces well, of wood. They want baseball or basketball because they have guaranteed contracts. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you, you sign A-Rod for a quarter of a billion dollars. Well, he's getting <laughs> that money yeah. either from you or somebody else. Right. Yeah, don't let that stop you from doing that, though. I, you know. That's why I like hockey, man. I don't know how, what your stance is on hockey, but every single hockey player, more or less, in terms of comparison to every other you know major sport, those are blue collar dudes. Like, yeah, you don't you don't hear of a hockey player making you know eleven million dollars a season for not playing. There's a small roster. Uh, anybody who's making really over like three or four million is considered an inflated contract. Like, there's right. our Coyotes. We have a goalie named Mike Smith who's oh. making five million a season, and he's not. He's actually been really good this season, but he's so injury prone and he's such a mental player that he'll just fall into a pit and never get out of it. But he's making five million a season and that's like an unheard of contract in, in professional hockey. Yeah, like remember, everybody yeah. who's playing hockey is actually trying to make a living and is actually working their ass off to try and, and stay right. on that team or just stay in the league. Like everybody there is hungry all the time. It's it makes for a great sport. Well, they should they should have hot dogs. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> or chicken fingers. Just get some some delivery service right to the bench, Sanchez style. No, I mean, yeah, hockey. I see what you're pointing. Like hockey, you know, they don't have a lot of money. You know, that they don't. The, right. the league does not make as much money now. Um, that'll all change once the America starts his love affair with the Golden Knights of Las Vegas. But that that name is still not officially trademarked. They lost the uh, they lost the application. To, uh, yeah. to have that trademark. So there's still not 100% guarantee they're even going to have that name. Like every single layer of building this franchise up and, and hyping it and announcing it has been one disaster after another. I can't I, wait to play against them. It's going to be great. That's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just any any franchise that goes to Las Vegas is this going to be is this going to be fucked up? Is this going to be a series of fuck ups from like here till Kingdom Come, basically? Oh, yeah. 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 I, anyway, so that's great. A dude is jerking off at a Chargers game. <laughs> Hooray! You know, somebody enjoyed that game. Somebody yeah. did, or I don't know, maybe you didn't. But uh, anyway, so another, some more big news coming out of Arizona is that uh, Larry Fitzgerald, the perennial All Star, All Pro wide receiver, is uh, making serious uh, indications he might be hanging it up next year. Mm-hmm. And um, that that personally bums me out. I don't think he's going to yeah. retire this season. I think Fitzgerald is too much of a competitor to go out and end his career on this type of a season. Um, I think whichever way it goes next season might be his last his go around. But um, no, you don't you don't want to go out on a season like this with massive disappointment and just pile on to that disappointment. And the dude is still really good. Like he's he's not missed a beat. As far as you know, being an older guy technically in the league and, and whatnot, like he's still been really, really good. So, well, that's, that's the thing, though. It's my point is is uh, he, because he's such a competitor, he might retire. I mean, he's got he's basically said that he's going to look at you know he's going to look at things in the off season, heavily implying. I think actually came out basically said he's going to look at the roster, you know, because if he if they don't make it, if they don't make improvements, why would he suffer through another year? And I, I kind of respect and understand that honestly. I, he's he said from the beginning like. He doesn't want to go through that, that you know, that carousel of, of quarterbacks that Arizona went through a couple of years back. Oh, why would like, he? We had like I don't want to go through that. I don't even play for no, him. You know? no. Yeah. But, yeah, I do agree with his stance that, you know, if the team doesn't make moves to try and, and actually be a competitor. And that's that's not necessarily just talent on the field, too. That's that's just the chemistry between the right. players. Like there's boundless talent on the Cardinals roster this season and absolutely no chemistry, no happiness, no drive, no hunger. So I think yeah. 
the roster needs to change not just to get better in terms of athleticism. I think they need to go out and maybe look for dudes that would just be happy to be there. Like Corey Redding was last season, you know, not right. the best player, older player, but a good locker room leader. Like everybody enjoyed being around him. He fired everybody up around him. Um, I think maybe like Scooby Wright, that pickup was a step in the right direction. Not necessarily the best players out there, but just dudes that are hungry and that are going to, you know, make everybody else. Like Mark hungry. Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> Different type of hunger. <laughs> But no, I, I think I think they really need to look at making a happy team. That team's miserable right now. They were a happy well, team a couple of years ago. This year, something happened. Like the, I think well, key I think, pieces okay. in the morale of the team are gone now, and they need to be replaced. I think part of it was, you know, they win that Patriots game. It would be a different year. Because winning, winning solves a lot of problems. True. You, you don't hear about chemistry issues on winning winning rosters. Mm-hmm. Rosters. You know, if they won that, they won that a Patriots game. Because you think about, it, like, you know, they, it's always been a kick or a snap or a hold, like Arian said, at some point all year, yeah. right? There's three games you can chalk up to complete special team failures, right? And where are we sitting, like five? We're talking like eight wins, and we're, we're a different, different conversation. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I hope he doesn't retire. I suspect he may. I think the Cardinals need to get. You know, some again. Sorry, guys, they're joining in a Cardinals talk, but hey, Michael Floyd had a blood alcohol content two one seven. How can we not talk about that? And Larry Fitzgerald is a is a major figure in the NFL. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see. I mean, they got to they got to address that roster. They got first of all, they got to assign some wide receiver talent because as much as we love John Brown, you know, you can't rely on him anymore. JJ yeah. Nelson, fast but unreliable. Michael Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> who? It, it, yeah, who is? Well, a he wasn't there coming back next year anyway, so he was already going to be gone. Yeah, and then you have Larry Fitzgerald. So, who's his number two guy? David Johnson. You know? David Johnson, right? He's a number. Yeah, exactly. He's a wide. He, David Johnson cannot do everything that for that team. No, that's what Larry's been doing for years, and it's worn him out. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, so Cardinals gotta, need a big body receiver. That's where the league is going right now. Like you've got these Brandon corners. Marshall. Yeah, Brandon Marshall gets cut from the Jets. I would they take pick Brandon Marshall in a heartbeat. I liked him yeah. even in the Broncos, even with all his, his behavioral problems and his issues he was having. He's worked through a lot of shit. Like he's he's one of those players that a lot of people, you know, being associated with Broncos fans, resented the fuck out of because of all of his issues he had when he was a Bronco. Uh, he went to New York. He got that shit sorted out. Now he's on talk shows on NFL Network, and he's charming as yeah. hell, and he's playing really well. He's I would, great. I would love to have Brandon Marshall on the on the Cardinals. In fact, if Brandon Marshall signed with the Cardinals, I would go out and get a Brandon Marshall jersey. That's how. That's <laughs> seriously. That's how excited I would be to have somebody of his caliber and his his newly defined character on this team. He's somebody that, like I was saying before, would be a driving force in that locker room. Somebody who would be hungry right. and be you know friendly and and. The joy to be around, and and he would see somebody who would pick up everybody else around him and make them better. And we Absolutely also might take him. we might be able to get him for less money too because he's older, he's mm-hmm. been around, and you know, yeah. yeah. But can you imagine that'd be a physical receiving core, Marshall and Fitzgerald. Yes, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing. I think they ought to go. I think they ought to draft. We can do a whole show on the draft later. But I, I was going to say my first thing is I think they should go draft corner first round. A lot of people are saying that there's there's some good corners. Because we, we one of the things that can again talking about the roster, you know, our uh, our cornerbacks are Patrick Peterson and whatever crap we can find off the waiver wire yeah. that week. Yeah. 
And I think didn't one of the one of the other guys was supposed to be starting. He went down in the ACL in camp. I think that I think I heard that. I, I don't remember, but you know. Uh, anyway, I, know. I think it, it, Justin Bethel has been the other quarterback. He's been not good. Uh, no, Bruce he's Arians been, called him a, a, a failure in progress this season. I don't know if he yeah, necessarily called him as a player a failure, but just that situation of having him be the cornerback was a failure. It was bad, and they they should have yeah. brought back Rashad Johnson, and, and they should have brought you know it's it's been there's a lot of things they should have done, yes. but yeah, Rashad Johnson yeah, it, wasn't the best cornerback too in the league. Maybe not even well, he certainly wasn't the best cornerback in the team, but he was one of those leaders that everybody loved right. and rallied around, and that's something even the defense lacked this season, really staggeringly. They, yeah, they need it. Yeah, exactly. They need to bring back Tony Jefferson. They got to There's a bunch of stuff they got to do, mm-hmm. and but they need to address it. And like you know, if they don't, to Fitz's satisfaction, I, I can see him leaving, and I think he should leave because he should not. You know, he's too much of a young man to to put his body on the line and risk grievous injury every week. You know, what does he have to prove? Yeah, he's already proven he's the best of the best. So. Right, he's he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's number three on the catches list. He's not going to he's not going to take Tony Jefferson. Uh, Tony Jefferson, yeah, he won't beat Tony Jefferson for catches. <laughs> he's not going to beat Tony Gonzalez, and he's not going to beat um, uh, Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice. Yeah. So if you're not if you if you are where you are, there's no sense in you know, yeah, you know, trying to trying to push it. He, I mean, in terms of his career, any point he decides to to hang it up at this point is going to be him going on a top. But like I said before, I just I don't see him leaving. And this bad of a season for the team, it, it would feel. I think even to himself, he would feel like he was giving up. I right. think it'd be this bad. I think. If I shit, in a perfect world, we would have won the Super Bowl last year, and he would have just retired this past offseason. Right, it would have been perfect. I think he wants that opportunity. I, I think maybe this year is going to be. I don't know if the team pulls their heads out of their ass and they make things happen. Maybe they can win a Super Bowl next season, and then he can retire. But I think he wants to at least go out on a winning season. I don't see him going out in this this five eight and one or whatever we end up being bullshit. So it's gonna we're gonna be like the six nine and one. At the, it's a fucking the losing season. It's horrible. Um, oh, uh, speaking of losing, <laughs> we should probably move on. <laughs> um, Jeff Fisher was fired in our in our in our, in our weekly bye week. Yep, we made that and, happen. Uh, we made that happen. I'll take I'll take credit for that. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so they're talking about rumors of the new coach. You ready for the rumor? Oh. Am I ready for the rumor? Are you ready for the rumor? I, I guess I'm ready for the rumor. John Gruden. <laughs> fucking really? Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, there's... anything to get him out of the fucking announcing booth was Sean McDonough. That shit is fucking horrible. Oh, it, it's awful. It was it's it, so he, fucking bad. Like it was, it was intolerable. And it was when it was with him, Jaworski, and the other guy, and he would come and call him Jaws. Yeah, well, yeah, Jaws. Yeah. yeah. And he wasn't even talking to Jaworski. He just referred to Jaws. I mean, it's oh <laughs> god, it was irritating. He was he was kind of fun with Mike Tirico because Tirico was the straight man, but he was also you know he was able to have a good time. Like last season, they were I can't remember what the game was, and they were they were commentating it. It was so fucking bad that they actually rolled out a smoothie machine and just started making smoothies and drinking smoothies and joking around oh, while the game that. was going in the background. But yeah, Sean McDonough is so fucking dry and so not knowledgeable about football besides like a like a statistical sense. And he's just so unable to play off of or have a decent conversation with Gruden that you can just feel how utterly frustrated and bored Gruden is. And Gruden bored is bad. Yeah, he's bored terrible. Gruden is just like happy Gruden is just intolerable at times. But bored, <laughs> quiet Gruden is just. You, you just know what would be great? You would be great. This okay. is while you're talking. I kind of had a, I kind of had a, a fantasy I want to share. Oh, yeah. Phrasing. Um <laughs> I kind of hope that the NFL does like a game, like a like a like a preseason game, like in Rio de Janeiro, right? Mm-hmm. And they send 
uh, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Chris Collinsworth, and John Gruden as the announcing team on a private jet. Mm-hmm. And the jet goes down, not killing them, but enough to get them kidnapped by cannibals. Or kidnapped by some like some like tribe. There's some secret tribe in the Amazon. <laughs> and then we never had to hear from those four ever again. That's horrible. Do you want to know why? Why? Because you did not include Phil Sims in our list. I like Phil Sims. Fuck you again. Jesus. Yeah, I like Phil Sims. No, Nance is cool. Sims is awful. Okay, you know what? If you only get four, you get four uh, announcers that you got you to get off this planet mm-hmm. or get off of football. Right. You're going to tell me that the four I just said are not at the top of your list? Sims is up there. Uh. You would take Sims over Gruden because we both agree on Collinsworth, Buck, and Oik Aikman. <laughs> Right? I wouldn't kill Gruden. Like I said, when he's when he's on and he's actually having fun and enjoying himself. I'm not himself. saying they're gonna die either. They're gonna they're gonna like just like make build dams and like hunt for berries and stuff, you know? While clinging to their their thousand you know, five grand five grand suits, you know, little tatters and <laughs> turns into like loincloths. I, I, yeah. and- I am gonna I, I would I would take Gruden off that list and I would put Sims on the list because Gruden, for as obnoxious as he is, he still has a genuine, honest love for the sport. Whereas Phil Sims is just I swear to God, I think the man's probably suffering from dementia. He's just so fucking ignorant <laughs> and so impossible to listen to and take seriously. Like I would listen I would rather listen to somebody be a complete fucking moron and actually enjoy the sport of football, much like the two of us. <laughs> yeah, as I'd say that to, explains your presence on this podcast. Right, exactly. As opposed to listening some, like, to somebody like Phil Sims, who is just just dry and just just ignorant. Or yeah, ignorant. I think is the good word for it. Like he's he's just not a good announcer at all. Might be a delightful human being. I have no idea. But as an announcer, he's insufferable. Well, it's amazing, DT. This is a record. A fourth and crow record. You have ended both segments on being wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> Phil Sims is fine. John Gruden should be kidnapped by cannibals in um, in Brazil. Okay, well that's this week's episode of Fourth and Crow. Thanks for listening. We're hoping to get back on track next week, or we'll have a hopefully have a a, a breakdown of Rogue One, and um, you know we'll start transitioning pop culture. So everyone I've talked to says, "Oh, I'd listen to your foot your podcast. It wasn't about football. You're up soon, bitches." Who the fuck All right. said that shit? A lot of people. Really? They hear that all the time. Yeah. Fuck those people. I know. Yeah, right, right, exactly. So anyway, uh, thanks, DT. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.